0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dissect That Film, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and TV. Today is episode 80 of the podcast, where we are sitting down to talk about the 1998 trippy as hell fear and loathing in Las Vegas. (laughs) I am your host, Brett Parker. Joining me, as always, the wonderful Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. Hello. And joining us, all the way from Cinema Trip Reviews, is the wonderful Wyatt. Yay! In. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I'm so excited that you're here.
1: That's not how it's not great to be here, man. I'm ready to talk about
2: fear and loathing. That's not how I thought this was going to start. It's like all the way from, and I was expecting Cincinnati. I was like, why are you out where he lives, dude? Like, does he want to talk about <laughs> that? Like, that's just where my mind
1: went. I'm sorry. Just doxing me Yeah,
0: I mean, on absolutely. that first episode here. And
1: here's his social...
0: No, I'm just kidding. I don't really know that information. How'd you Especially... get that? Yeah.
2: Oh, my we'll God. Have... We'll put a new style, like, scroll ticker at the bottom and just, like, it's... personal information.
0: Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, we are, we are talking today. We are talking about this wacky-ass movie, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, this beautiful Criterion Collection Blu-ray. It's I the exact know. same one I have. I think it's the only way you can get the Blu-ray. I don't think they did any other Blu-ray.
1: Uh, They had like a steel book at one point I saw. Okay. Yeah, it just didn't have any of the features that I wanted. That was on the, the Criterion collection.
0: So why you are the reason why we were talking about this movie today because we have been yeah. allowing our guests to choose the movie that we cover. Um, some, you know, some goods, some movies. Um, <laughs> 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 so Before we get into all the the fun stuff of the show, talk about yourself a little bit. Talk about your your show and what you do over at Cinema Trip Reviews.
1: Yeah, uh, I started Cinema Trip Reviews about a year ago now. Uh, It was part of Waves 5 Media, which is still an operating channel if anybody wants to go check that out. Um, It was pretty much just one huge channel where we started a bunch of different shows. We had like a sports show, uh, a regular podcast, and then I was kind of doing reviews every other week. Um, and you know how life is, uh, everybody that was involved with the channel had some some stuff going on, so we had to kind of put some stuff on hold. Uh, so in the meantime, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go start my own channel. I'll I'll have the reviews somewhere else on my own. Uh, and then it kind of just launched from there. I uh, started doing weekly reviews, uh, just talking about movies from the old classics all the way to the brand spanking new ones that are just released in theaters. So um normally i I do it by myself, but every now and then I'll have special guests on. I know you joined me the one time we talked about the Matrix. Uh, that was a great time. If anybody hasn't seen that one, definitely go check that one out absolutely um but it's it's just been a great time talking about movies with a uh, a lot of good friends
0: yes i I'm a big fan of your stuff i I listen to Thank you, you all your episodes actually i, I you're one of the few uh, podcasts that I actually watch more than <laughs> I listen because uh, you know you put a lot of work into your videos, so I yeah absolutely I, 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 you, there's only that. a select few podcasts that i'll actually watch over just doing the audio um uh, but yeah you have some great guests and you've recently been uh, Would it so you you uh, what was your most recent video
1: the most recent one was uh the weird al yankovic the weird al, okay. al biopic that just came out on roku we just did that one, uh, but we had a, a whole month of October reviews, and i I kind of overworked myself, did more than I was expecting in that month of October, but
0: uh it was a great month though, oh absolutely. you had a uh, movie dumpster on to talk about the Exorcist, which is oh yeah, uh, fantastic the show, episode movie dumpster, and, oh yeah, they're great uh, guys. You did a Halloween ranking, which was a lot of fun to watch, um yeah. I've actually had that one in the in
1: the can for a while. I actually had it recorded a year ago, and then I was like, you know what, I'm gonna wait till ends comes out. So I ended up scrapping the original video and inviting my buddy Alex on, and we did a, a whole brand new one just covering all the movies. So, man, I couldn't imagine recording something and be like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> oh, it was completely done too. Like I had it; it was like an hour or something, and I was like, you know what? This this isn't good enough, and, th- and it doesn't include ends, and I would hate to do another ranking right. a year later. So it's like. Ooh. It happens. I've I've scrapped a couple episodes I've had before.
0: <laughs> and then you, of course, you covered Halloween ends. Uh, yeah. yeah, literally, just less, go, go less check said out about that stories. the better. Yeah, it's <laughs> many, yeah, seriously, we've, we've talked that one to death. But today yes. we are talking about uh, fear and loathing in Las Vegas from 1998. Mm-hmm. We are just we've been, I swear we've covered so many movies from 1998 in the last like month and a half. We did. Uh, phantoms which came out in 98 we just did the faculty which came out that same year and now we're talking about fear and loathing which it's from 1998 but the way that terry gilliam directed this movie it feels like a movie made in the 70s which is the the, the period of time that this all takes place so fear and loathing was directed by terry gilliam as i just said who is uh, well known for being a writer and is he one of the actors from Monty Python or was he just a
1: writer for them? I'm not sure if he was an actor. I know he directed like Holy Grail. Yeah. um, And I think he directed parts of like the life of Brian or something. I'm not sure if he was part of their, their troupe though.
0: He's, he's done movies such as uh, Brazil, the Fisher King, 12 monkeys, the brothers, Grimm. uh, And then his, La- the, the last movie he directed was The Imaginary Oh, no, that's not true. Well, he did The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, which was the last movie that Heath Ledger was in. Have you ever uh, seen it? I
1: have not. It's wild. Like, uh, I've only seen it the one time, but it, it's so crazy. It's, it's not surprising. It's crazier than this one.
3: It's not surprising oh.
1: just from, <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> seeing what yeah. this, this whole movie was. Uh, actually, his last movie he directed was The Man Who Killed Don Quixote, which was a movie he had been trying to make for, like, Thirty years, Mm -hmm. and uh, it finally came out only I think a couple years ago. Had uh, Adam Driver in it. Uh, Oh yeah, and uh, I think I remember that. What the hell is his name? The guy who's in Brazil, Jonathan Price. Yeah, he's a he's a trippy director.
1: Yeah, he did Time Bandits too. I don't know if you ever you're a fan of Time Bandits or not. I've
0: only seen that once, and it was a very long time ago. So I'm very it's very hazy up there when it comes to that movie. But I mean. The way that Terry Gilliam does his movies, you're going to be walking out of a hazy every time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially with this one. Yeah. So this movie was based on a book by Hunter S. Thompson, who ultimately is the character that Johnny Depp plays in this movie. He is a wild, wild man, just listening (laughs) to some of the letters that Johnny Depp got from him during filming. He actually, on the Criterion Blu-ray or the dvd whichever one you have there is johnny depp actually reads letters that he got while he was the movie was being filmed and like the the inner dialogue that you hear throughout the or the narration you hear throughout this movie that's exactly how he was That like he reads the letters i'm like it's just <laughs> wild it's like i don't know what he's talking about half the time like it's insane and so when we talk about this movie there's a lot of dialogue in this where I just go I don't know what you're talking about what what is happening right now it's yeah. everything is so philosophical and just batshit crazy but also the fact that the amount of drugs this man was on throughout his life
1: it, every day yeah. like there the, a couple of years ago they released like a like his daily routine and it in, and um you'd have to pull up the list I couldn't do it off of memory but it had, it involves a lot of cocaine a lot of alcohol uh morphine and like oh my it it goes to ridiculous lengths and it's a daily routine this is what he does on the daily and it's it's wild man <laughs> it's um so wild. I'm a huge fan of Hunter S Thompson though um but Johnny Depp he he like hung out with him for like months leading up to like filming and everything just so we can get all of his mannerisms and and everything spot on.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, even like the clothes that he wears is very, is, was pretty much like picked out by Thompson himself because it was stuff that he actually wore Uh, the car. They drive in the beginning, the red uh, uh, Dan Cadillac. Okay. That was actually Hunter S Thompson's car. Like really? Yeah. And so of course, Hunter S Thompson had the receding hairline. And he cut, he was the one who did it to Johnny Depp. Like, this man was so involved in this movie. So. It, like, and he, so this isn't the first time that he was portrayed on film. He was actually portrayed on film by Bill Murray back in 1980 called Where the Buffaloes yeah.
1: Roam. And hmm. with old Peter Boyle as a uh, Dr. Gonzo. Yeah. His partner in crime.
0: We'll get to that character. <laughs> So, yeah, so when Johnny Depp was ultimately cast, Hunter S. Thompson said no one can ever play him, play me ever again. This is Johnny Depp is, this is him, this is me. No one else can touch this. And Bill Murray actually called Johnny Depp and was like, make sure you do a fun movie after this because you'll be stuck as him for 10 plus years. Like, you will, you, you will never be able to get out of this mindset unless you dive into something that is completely the opposite of of this project, which his next movie would be Sleepy Hollow in 1999. So, <laughs> which we've talked about on the show. That was a good episode. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So this movie stars the two main actors, of course, is Johnny Depp and Benicio Del Toro, who literally just are so they're perfect for these roles. They're just absolute batch of crazy, especially Benicio del Toro. I love Johnny Depp and his and the way he portrays this character is fantastic, but Beniso del Toro is just batshit crazy. But then you read up on the guy he's based on, and you're like, well, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it's not far off.
0: So the (laughs) character so his name is Dr. Gonzo. He was actually a real life person. His name was Oscar Zeta Acosta, who Mm -hmm. was his lawyer at one time. Just as as is Dr. Gonzo in this one. But he disappeared in nineteen seventy-four. And yeah. never was found. It's been missing for forty-eight <laughs> years. Damn. So pretty much that final scene where he gets on the plate, spoiler and everybody, we're getting to the end here. But when he when he gets on the plate and he talks about the fact like, you know, being a specimen and, and all this stuff and just describing him. And it's like, yep, yeah, he never sees him again. That's it. He's just gone forever. <laughs>
1: yeah he mentions that in like one or one of his books, because like I have like half this bookshelf over here, the one that is like just a bunch of Hunter s. Thompson books. Um, I, I had a huge Hunter S. Thompson face at one point. but it's like there is a point in one of the books where he mentions like, yep, I, if I ever see that man again, you know, I'm gonna give him a strangling or something. I forget what the exact quote was, but he's like, if if I ever see him again, like he just disappeared, just up and vanished out of thin air. It's just
0: absolutely insane. Yeah. I mean, funny thing is, this isn't the last time Johnny Depp would, would be in an adaptation of a Hunter S. Thompson book. He also did The Rum Diary, which, which yeah. is where he met Amber <laughs> Heard. I mean, Heard. So, oh. um, yeah, that's where he met her. And uh, that, was, that was funny, I guess. <laughs>
2: like in a cosmic sort of way. sure Sure. i don't remember
0: much of the movie
2: i've only seen it once when it came
1: out
0: diary just wasn't something i had any interest in seeing even though i I love johnny depp
1: that was like his his only like work of uh of fiction that he created like hunter s thompson like the rum diary is like his only fiction book that he released that he just completely created um so i was like first and i was like yeah i'm all for it i want to go see a new hunter s thompson movie and then it was kind of like vastly different than everything else, especially like fear and loathing and stuff.
0: And they're not doing as many drugs. We're exactly. drugs. Why aren't we high? <laughs> did you guys feel high watching this? I did. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> so that also going back to Dr. Gonzo. So Gonzo is the description of the type of journalism that Hunter S. Thompson would do. It was called Gonzo journalism, which is pretty mm-hmm. much used it's it's journalism where you include yourself as the narrator so the reporter would would put themselves in as the narrator and and describe everything from their point of view which was which was pretty funny uh because you can tell by the way that the the whole point is is like this character is a journalist and there's points in time where you forget about it because you're like there's this this movie is just them being high as fuck the entire time (laughs) spouting off nonsense. And just thinking that everybody's out to get them. That is literally yeah. the gist of this movie and the story. And just the life of Hunter S. Thompson, who just lived his life to the fullest.
1: Yeah. I also think of, like, Gonzo journalism as also, like, he... and. In- it's a lot of most of it's fact, but he also incorporates some of the stuff is like, is that true? Did that really happen? Yeah, exactly. Like, like yeah. a lot of stuff you're like, all right, we might have to fact check this a little, especially with like fear and loathing. Where he's like, <laughs> who knows what is true out of this story if this actually happened? But that's a, the majority of the way he writes. Like a, he has a book called uh, like fear and loathing on the campaign trail. And it's a thick book just about covering the 1972 presidential elections. And I have zero interest in the 72 presidential elections. But when Hunter S. Thompson's writing about it, it's so interesting. Because he's just <laughs> going from these different hotels, just causing a ruckus, not following any of the rules. Is <laughs> like, that Nixon? He's, he's Yeah, Nixon oh, and shit. George McGovern. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> so he's just causing a ruckus. And, and that's the thing. He's also just so brutally honest about everything, which is... Even more entertaining on top of just him causing trouble. Oh yeah,
0: it's it's insane. This movie was released May twenty second, nineteen ninety eight, on a budget of eighteen million dollars, and it only made thirteen point seven, so it was box box office major flop. Uh, mm-hmm. But it got a kind of a cult following around the early two thousands, so actually not too far after its theatrical run. It's n- it's definitely not a movie that's talked about a lot re- like nowadays. Uh, I feel Um, it was very popular in like the mid 2000s and then it kind of disappeared again. Um, Yeah, there's not much I can really say until we talk about our thoughts on this one. So let's let's do that. Let's go around the room and talk about our thoughts on this movie. Of course, we're going to start with our guest and uh, just talk for one. You're the one who picked this movie out. So tell us why you picked this movie out and what is your history with Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas?
1: Man, I I absolutely love this movie Uh, from the first time viewing it. I didn't really know too much about it. Like you said, like not a lot of people really talk about it uh, at length. And I just I found it in high school. I was just going through a phase where um, I was just I was very into history and especially like the 60s and 70s. I was in very into that time listening to music like Bob Dylan, Beatles and such. Um, And I also had like uh one of my teachers in high school like i was just like he was teaching me all that kind of history getting me into music we play guitar and stuff but then he introduced me to, like hunter s thompson like fear and Loathing, like the books and the, the campaign trail book and everything uh so i just kind of fell down the rabbit hole at that point point. and as soon as i watched the movie i was like all right i gotta read the book now because uh, i just instantly fell in love with it just the style and the absurdity of it um, how, and it's also just like what they would classify as like, I guess it would be a hangout movie because there really isn't any like, like you mentioned, there's really not like a huge plot to it. There's really not no. a huge problem that they have to solve or it doesn't escalate to crazy proportions or anything like that. There's just crazy stuff in it, and it just happens, and then it kind of ends at a certain point. there there really isn't a lot to it. Uh, I kind of I wouldn't say compare it, but as as far as like the feel and not style, but, similar to like Days and Confused, where nothing really happens in it. You're just kind of hanging out with these characters for an hour and a half or so. Uh, this one is just on a way more drug-fueled, outrageous telling of the story. Um, but yeah. just something about it, man. Just at that just a certain point in time when I watched it, it just it hit me. It just clicked with me at the right point in time, and I've been been in love with it ever since. And I, I usually watch it like once a year at some point, but... Uh, I love everything about it, and the casting from Johnny Depp and Benicio Toro down to even just some of the, a lot of the cameos you get, and oh. as well is are just so memorable. So Any, yeah, <laughs> but I, I absolutely adore this movie, though. All
0: right, who wants to start over there?
2: You want me? <laughs> do you want to take the bullet for this, or you want me to?
4: Say, <laughs> I don't think we, I don't think we have much difference to say. Uh-huh. Um, we didn't finish it.
2: No, we did not finish this movie. Oh, no. We got
4: about an hour in, and I was like, "I'm confused." I was still confused an hour <laughs> in. I so,
3: like, yeah, we I were... felt high
4: the high the whole time, in which I I know that they were, but I'm like, I don't even know what's going on.
2: <laughs> we we're literally where I was on my phone. My cousin called me because we were watching this movie Friday. We forgot to watch it Thursday, and I always play games with my cousin Thursday, uh, Saturday, uh, Friday night. And he calls me. I was like, "Hey, man, let me finish this movie." And you know, when I get done, I'll, I'll play. And I was like, "I'm not even sure how long as we were even talking about it a little bit." And I was like, "This movie has 50 fucking minutes left." I was like, I feel like I've been watching a movie for two damn hours at this point. So you've you finished saying your piece and.
4: <laughs> I took. I started taking notes. I literally got like five lines in and I wrote, I'm so confused and I stopped taking notes. I'm like, I don't even know what to write down at this point. I'm like
2: Bats, yes, no question mark. Yeah, I was like Lizard people. Like,
4: bat. We were discussing it. It's called drugs, Dan. <laughs> yeah, lots of drugs. I'm like
2: inconsistent narrative. So I've narrator. Never, drugs. Never
4: watched this before at at all. So I didn't know anything of what it was about. And I wrote just down. Like, are they on drugs? And then I'm like, Yeah, they're on drugs. <laughs> and then it just went downhill from there. Well, the
2: opening line of the film really is, it sets that tone like real strong. We were
4: discussing it afterwards, and Dan was trying. He was telling me what was what they were doing. I'm like, I had no idea what they were even supposed to be doing. Like, I but, yeah, I was just lost. I was for lost for a while.
0: You don't until. <laughs> They get there, and then you figure it out. You're like, oh, that's what he's doing. Okay.
4: And then they get to the their hotel or whatever, and I'm like, is there anybody else staying in this hotel, or are they all just on <laughs> drugs, too? Because they're making obscene amounts of noise, and nobody ever says anything. Nobody checks why, on. Like
2: it. nobody came up. Like, why is it so loud in here? Keep it the fuck down. Nobody's hitting the door, like hitting the wall or the broom, like upstairs, downstairs. Like, keep it down. You know, none of that. But
4: their, <laughs> but their acting was spot on. I said Johnny Depp probably was on drugs, anyways, because he had his, his binges. Yeah. You know, so they probably knew how to act. But no, their acting was was great, and the cameos were awesome. I was just so lost.
1: Yeah, I mean that makes sense though. <laughs> it goes from so from so many different places. because
4: like, <laughs> they would go from being on what whatever drug they were on and the reaction to that, and I'm like, man, they're they're acting normal now. I'm like, is this like are they still on drugs at this point? Where like,
0: where are they at?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I might try and watch it again, but I doubt it. <laughs> cool All right. uh, no offense to you i oh i mean you know I, I
1: completely understand so, i mean when i when i originally watched it back in the day in high school i was of course you know one of those ones that was under the influence so i mean it definitely helps when you're watching this kind of movie <laughs> so i mean uh I, I feel like that definitely helps as, as far as my love for it because i, I mean even now it's just like as as wild and ridiculous as it is, I think it also helps, because I feel like there's really nothing like it out there. <laughs> um, and just it. over the course of watching it over and over, you kind of get the sense of what is kind of going on, and you can kind of piece stuff together after a couple different viewings. Like, okay, this actually happened here, but they have it in a different place. Like, it, they have it all rearranged within the movie, so you kind of have to figure out what order it's in <laughs> in certain yeah. ways. Well, so
2: this movie... <laughs> I agree with Angel. I, said, I think they did a good job as act- actors. Benicio del Toro, Johnny Depp, I thought they did a good job. For my extent knowledge of substance use, uh, my problem, I think, I think my biggest problem is I was listening to you talk. I'm going to go why, and it hit me why well, I think I don't like this movie. Outside of that, with there no being no centralized plot, and really it's just like these keynotes, mm-hmm. and like literally the movie just felt like a drug for me, like so badly. But I being somebody that grew up with a lot of alcoholics in their family, not my mom and dad directly, but a lot of alcoholics. I have no tolerance for people who are intoxicated in any way, shape, or form. So an entire movie of people just being under the influence (laughs) heavily of various substances, I had no patience for a lot of it. There was a lot, there was some times where, um, I did find certain things like chuckle worthy or humorous, but there's just like, I was like, it just was not the film for me. I understand of like, esoteric movies people may like and, and, and then the mindset you might have to be in to to for this movie to really grab you or the time or whatever you were into i don't know
3: personally really not
2: the kind of yeah oh no of course and it was i i like i like some beats of it like about the the inconsistent narration the cinematography was really good uh the the, the soundtrack was good because i too my father uh you know I listened to 50s, 60s, and 70s music growing up, so like I'm familiar with a lot of the music that was used in this movie, the time period I was down with, which I have something to bitch about when we get to the actual movie. Oh God. But yes, I have to because it's me. And um, yeah, the, it, it, I, I get all that, but it just was not the movie. I had no intentions to have, of watching this again or even finishing it, and I hope I don't come off as a bad host for that. This is the first movie I've never not finished. I was like, I just can't do wow. this. Like, legitimately, I just
1: can't. no. And, like, I don't want like, I just, it's just stirring some me. stuff up coming on of, the, of my first appearance here. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like sh-
0: you broke our show. <laughs>
1: I must have, jeez.
2: <laughs> but, 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 Wyatt, I know you've, you've listened to some of our stuff. I'm, mm. know, and I just, I can't bullshit people. Like, I'm just, I, I mean, I'm not gonna be a dick about it, but I'm gonna tell you. Oh, yeah. But there's stuff that I, 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 thought was good about this movie, but just as an enjoying experience, like you said, I think it's a a hangout movie. You hang out with a bunch of people and you just kind of watch it. But, like, we're trying to sit there and, like, watch it and, like, Kind of live up to our name and <laughs> dissect the film. And I'm just like, this is not working for like, me it, with this. It movie. can't be done. What am I supposed to do? It was
4: dissecting us. Like, yeah, it was, it was a drink on Friday <sighs> night. And I'm like, I think I need to go grab a drink.
2: She did. I was like, I'm going to wait till afterwards when I'm playing to drink with my cousin. And I'm just like, I just, I'm just like, you should have. You should have started I drinking and to then to see if you would have liked it more. I could have. <laughs> like,
1: I was no, in it. This is making sense now.
2: <laughs> right? I'll tell you, the, the moment we stopped, was after the moment with Gary Busey?
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> with the,
2: with the, the Busey. Cop, that, yeah. Yeah, that, that I, I was, it, we just, it was like, we're just like, we'll come back to this later. I was like, it's just, of course we did. But uh, it's a little over an hour. It's like an hour and one, an hour and one, two, three minutes. But that being said, it just, it's just, is not a movie for me. I oh, can understand why sense. people like this. Like, it yeah. screams a cult movie to me, but it just ain't for me.
0: This, let's hear it. this is only the second time I think I've ever seen this movie. I saw it when I was like a teenager. Uh, don't remember much about it because I, I, to be honest, watching it recently, I was like, this This was one of the hardest movies to take notes on because of the fact that you messaged me that
1: last night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I, it's it was. So, I mean, I have, still have four pages of notes, but I'm still I there's so much narration that I just didn't get. Like he just spouts off nonsense. For so long, and it's like some of the stuff is like you know makes sense to the to whatever's going on, but then some of it, I think, it's just him rambling because it's you know he's under the influence of a lot of different hardcore. Yeah, uh, the performances yeah. though, fantastic. Like Johnny Depp and Benicio del Toro, they play off each other so well; they are perfect yeah. for these roles. I love all the cameos. Uh, one of I'm just gonna say one of my favorite cameos is is uh, Christopher Maloney as the <laughs> uh, the clerk. At the motel. Hop, at the yeah. hotel. Oh, so funny. He's only in it for like two minutes, but it's it's perfect. There's so many great cameos in this movie. The cinematography, as Dan said, is really good because it it makes it feel like a movie from the 70s. It doesn't feel like a movie that came out in 1998, especially with compared to some of the movies we've already covered this year that are from the same year. You know, Terry Gilliam's direction, you know, if... It felt good. I thought the, the different effects, especially when they're under the influence, was really good. It's, it's just a weird-ass movie, and I probably would watch this again because I really want to watch this without taking notes because it's really hard to, to, to watch a movie and also take notes at the same time. You kind of feel like you miss certain things, but I just want to sit down and literally just maybe get drunk off my ass and just sit and watch this movie without having to you know, worry to about it. uh you know having to take notes or you know just to enjoy the the just crazy ride that is this movie I I to be honest I like this movie I thought it was really good it was it was made really well it's just it's not it's definitely a movie that's not for everyone Yeah um, I agree it's 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 a real it's like there are parts of this movie where I'm like, oh, they could have just they could have cut that out. Like, I feel like this, like there'd be scenes that I feel like they drag on for so long because it's just Johnny Depp sitting in a room just spouting off stuff. And or it's that or it's the internal dialogue or narration going on that just goes on for so long. And you're just like, let's move on, bud. Let's let's get to the next thing. Let's see what Gonzo's up to. He's probably trashed another <laughs> hotel room somewhere.
1: <laughs> I think a lot of that has to do, at least like what you mentioned with like the, the monologue, then the narration and everything. I think that the issue with that comes from it being based off the book and they right. want to have like that narrator describing pretty much everything that's going on.
3: Yeah. And a
1: lot of it, it's it's very accurate based off of the book. Like they only cut a little bit of the book out from the movie itself and they kind of compressed it for the movie. Um, but it it overall it's very faithful to the actual book. Which was originally like multiple articles in Rolling Stone, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they kind of just pull it pulled all out and put it into one book. That's what I'd read too or heard. Yeah.
0: But yeah, overall I, I, I thought it was I it was it was good, but like again, I I really want to sit down and watch this again without the restraints of of taking notes. Um and also, you know, having children running around my house as I'm trying to watch a movie. Sometimes it's hard. But uh, <laughs> but back to some a little bit of the trivia here. So this movie was actually... Uh, there was a script written back in 1976. Uh, Martin Scorsese and Oliver Stone were actually in bids to make a movie based on this. But it never ended up happening. And then I guess there was... Supposed to be a movie in the early '90s, and that never happened. Uh, there was also like a lot of the actors that were involved, like the original casting that they wanted for both the, for uh, Huntress Thompson or um, Duke and Doctor and Gonzo was Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: Oh, then uh, it was going to be Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi but oh man John Belushi died Even more wild (laughs) changed changed all that uh John Malkovich was up for the role of Duke which would have been fucking insane because John Malkovich is (laughs) I feel like he already is that guy like he's already (laughs) there like (laughs) and uh also John Cusack at one point because he actually directed a play um a play version of this
1: so he already was very well known in the material speaking of john cusack if you if you haven't there's a picture out there it's one of my favorites it's a because i guess he was friends with hunter s thompson but there's yeah. a picture I, I don't know if it was before or after the movie came out but it was after a long night of partying and it's hunter s thompson john cusack and johnny depp sitting in the convertible and there's a blow-up doll in the back seat and they're just ri- like you could their hair's all disheveled and you can tell they were just oh. maybe in the middle of a night of partying but i the picture's hilarious it's just those three and a blow up doll sitting in a convertible. It's
0: it's wild. Like I said, Hunter S. Thompson, he lived his best life. The man just he did everything he set out to do, and yeah. um, unfortunately, in two thousand and five, he took his own life, which uh, was some say surprising and some said not so surprising based on. Mm-hmm. The- how he lived his life, but it was one of those things where people actually were like, yeah, he just felt like it was that time. It was, he had done all he could do and he wanted to go out on his own terms. And, and ultimately the, I remember reading about that back in 2005, I was only 13 years old at the time. So, but I remember reading that because i remember watching i think it's around when i watched fear and loathing for the very first time was when i was like 12 13 years old and like i said at that age definitely wasn't remembering anything from that movie other than the fact like yeah. Depp was in it <laughs> and then um yeah and at his funeral his ashes were shot out of a cannon which is always something you hell yeah when you talk about hunter s thompson that's bad yeah yeah and
1: yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, if you right. haven't, I'd, I'd highly recommend going and watching uh the documentary Gonzo, and it's just about his whole life and all of his work and everything, even up like past up and up until he died. But the whole thing's narrated by Johnny Depp, but it has like a ton of different celebrities talking about it and going in depth about like his life and these stories, what was real, what wasn't real, stuff like that. But it's it's very interesting. Well, I actually heard about
2: Hunter S. Thompson in somewhat unrelated means. Uh, I'm a automotive fan and I know he did journalism for various races and such in the past. And mm. he came up, I listened to um uh Past Gas, uh, which is an automotive history podcast. And uh they have talked about him before. And I was like, God, why is that name familiar? When like I heard him on there and somebody I think it was Stu was on one of our streams that mentioned oh. something that had to do with honor yeah. of songs. I was like, God, that name's fucking familiar. And it was because they talked about him on this show before. I had no idea. Weird.
1: Yeah, play. he's an interesting cat. He ended up like running for like mayor in like one of the Colorado cities or something just to stir Aspen. stir up some trouble. Aspen. Yeah, he ran for like the mayor of Aspen and, and was, like a political party. And, and like he, he almost won too, which was crazy. But like he shaved like he had hair at that time, but he shaved his head bald and was like going off of, like some radical ideas and like <laughs> like roasting the opponents. And it's hilarious what he was going out and just attempting to do. And then he would write about it. To put in like different magazines, gotta have material, These, man. wild stuff,
0: and uh, also a little bit of a uh, of trivia with the fact that the band Avenged the Sevenfold wrote a song called "Backcountry," which is literally cool. uh, it starts off with the the inf- the line that actually shows up at the beginning of this movie, which is "He who makes a beast out of himself gets rid of the pain of being a man," which is and "Backcountry" is a great song. I actually did I actually performed oh, yeah. that song in a high school talent oh, yeah. show. Very nice. Very
2: that, 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 that was that
4: the was, first song I heard of them.
2: And that was the uh first birthday present I ever bought you was that album. Yep. Weird. comes circle. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is a very good album.
0: That's a great music video so too. If you if you have never seen the music video for Backcountry, it's literally just the beginning of this of this oh, movie the of them movie. riding in <laughs> to convert the red right convertible and they're slotting at the bats and and uh to be honest, the beginning of this movie is my favorite. My favorite part of this entire thing, it's just the whole yeah. because you know it, you know it so well, just from you know being brought up with with that song. You can't and, stop here. And, this is backcountry. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, as much as I love the movie, I would say probably like that first like twenty minute, twenty minutes to a half hour is is perfect. And like like you guys mentioned before, I feel like even the back half it definitely becomes a slog towards the end. As much as I love the movie, it does kind of it's drawn on a little too far. It towards feels
0: it's runtime. I'm like I'm kind yeah, of in agreement agree. with Dan when he was saying the fact that, like oh my god there's still I feel like I've been watching this movie for two hours and there's still 55 minutes. It's like it's only it's less than two hours. I mean it's right around the two hour mark. Yeah. But it, this movie does feel longer than that because there mm-hmm. are the like especially like you said towards the end it starts to kind of. All right. Let's kind of wrap things up and get things going. But yeah. you have just like overly long conversations between characters and you're just like okay. yeah whereas like oh the first
1: God. half it's like you're doing this and then this and then this it's yeah. like it's so much just thrown at you and then by the other mm-hmm. the last half it's like okay we're we're kind of ha- holding on this scene for a little while and then we're going to this like it definitely draws itself out after that halfway point I feel
4: yeah he was like because when he was on the phone he's like there's still 50 minutes I'm like are you fucking kidding me I'm like what else is he gonna do <laughs> Because he leaves,
1: <laughs> he the and then he comes back. I was like, what I'm the
4: like, fuck? Because he
1: didn't read the telegram that they, they sent to him. <laughs> oh, That's what it
0: is. Well, this is going to probably be the wackiest plot synopsis <laughs> I've ever done on this show. Because <laughs> I tried to take the best notes I could based on what I was watching. So, But why it's here to help me. You guys are here for the first hour at least.
3: (laughs) Well,
1: I can give you an easy one if you want. What, an easy plot synopsis? Yeah, just a quick, like a plot. It's very short. It's just like a guy gets hired as a journalist to go cover a a motorcycle race. Uh, When that falls through, he decides to find out the American dream, what the American dream is. (laughs) Drugs. Oh, no. I
0: have to go through all of these. This is what makes.
1: this is what makes our show
0: Wyatt. These really <laughs> mediocre notes I take. <laughs> I'm excited to hear it.
2: Yeah, I know some stuff I want to talk about that we Absolutely. actually saw. We, we did watch a video to like give us the breakdown of the second half of
0: the movie. So you guys actually know what's going on. Okay. Yeah, good. a little bit. And Wyatt, hard, yeah. if you ever if whenever you have anything to say, interrupt me. That's that's how this works.
4: You don't have to so raise your hand. Yeah, you don't
0: have to raise your hand. As I'm going through, if you have something to say, just start saying it, and I will stop <laughs> talking. Dan knows, Angela Sometimes. knows. Sometimes <laughs> that's
2: how we we, we, go, we roll here. <laughs> first, uh, the fact that you mentioned me first just feels really targeted. But I'll—I uh, always
0: <laughs> target you, Dan. You should know this by now.
4: <laughs> he likes me better.
0: That's true. Well, I like you better, so I I mean, makes sense. <laughs> I don't. I don't pick favorites. So this movie opens up. We find out we're in the '70s. '70s America. We're driving through the desert. In our beautiful Cadillac convertible.
2: Yeah, by the way, Cadillacs aren't my thing. So that's why I can't. It's Eldorado sucking fucking. Instantly like took that. you out of the movie. you like, fuck <laughs> this car. <laughs> no, no, it. it was fine. It just, Cadillacs aren't my thing. Cadillacs are land barges at that time. So I've just no interest in them whatsoever. They were land barges up until I
0: was probably a teenager. Yeah. My <laughs> grandmother had Cadillacs for like, 10 years of my life and those things were boats boats
2: <laughs> I mean,
4: yeah i'd have one and it's a boat
2: oh it's not that big
0: if you've ever gotten to big. a car like if have you, have you ever hit anything with it the other car is fucked like the- yeah <laughs> oh absolutely you're good you can drive right off <laughs> cadillac's now cadillac now is made out of plastic they just they're just the. it's just the name now They're. it's not the same yep so there's a lot of drugs a lot of driving a Suitcase full of drugs. drugs. Yes, yeah. <laughs> suitcase. They're so well organized too. You know, it's not but just yeah. yes. thrown into a suitcase. They're all labeled and everything is perfectly organized. It's fantastic.
2: It breaks uh, it all down
0: too. It's fucking. Mm-hmm. It's it's great I don't know though.
4: Shit, where it is?
0: The whole thing where he's driving and he's he's you know he he sees the bats and you see him in the, the reflection of his glasses, but you don't see him anywhere else because he's just shooting mm. balls. And um, I love where he's just like. Gods, I can't. I can't drive. I got. I got to pull. We got to pull over. I can't drive. I Can't drive like this. And the like, and he's in the patches He's like, Ugh. Like, yeah. like this man's gonna be able to drive any better. Yeah, yeah like yeah, he's <laughs> way
2: better condition than you. Oh right yeah, now. thanks.
0: I love it though. He gets out of the car and he goes to the trunk and he gets the fly swatter and he's just he's, he's swatting it the back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah, they switch spots. They start driving again, and they're talking about all the different drugs. They're talking about the ether. And it's like ether, that's the that's the worst one. And they're they're just like, ether. It's funny though that they describe like the effect perfectly of every drug they take. Like they just they know exactly when it's gonna hit, how bad it's gonna be, and they're just like, We don't give a shit. We're gonna do this and we're gonna try to walk into a building and you know, a yeah. a, yeah. <laughs> even even about how long
2: they have, like once they take it, like yeah. how long until it hits. But you mentioned earlier about the bats, and I think this is a good uh, good setup is you know, you you know, these fake bats, but then when they drive away, there's a real dead bat on the ground behind them. Oh
3: mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Like
2: an actu- yeah, and it's like like I think it's a good way of put my I guess big brain hat on to est- uh, you know establish like this probably a lot of inconsistencies in the story. So, yeah, what's real, what's not. Yeah. The narrator may not be very uh reliable. Hunt- yeah, there you go. <laughs> All the time. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: So, and then you also hear over the radio, the, like it's like an anti drug ad. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Not, is perfect. Like, Drugs are bad. <laughs> they'll melt your brain. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, bullshit. Yeah.
4: Too late.
0: And, and just this is where you also see where I feel Johnny Depp took some of the way he um, acted as uh, Duke and incorporated it into Jack Sparrow for sure just the way, yeah like everything is like ooh, the way his ooh. mannerisms with his hands and, his and stuff either. very good with his hands yeah yep, yep. <laughs> and guess who's on the side of the road hitchhiking peter parker himself <laughs> toby mcguire in a terrible
1: haircut <laughs> what the fuck I mean, is going on his hair? And then, like weird mickey mouse shirt like the <laughs> men in mickey mouse shirt he has on yeah it's so funny he's just like he's just smiling the whole
0: time He's
2: he fucking sweats so much. Oh he like, oh my god, yeah. Oh, he's just pouring he's it like everybody else sweat, but he's just like cascades that there. weird, like stringy hair
1: sticking to his face, oh, and everything This is all weird. I love scene. that scene
0: though. Oh, it's it's great. Because well, at first he tells Gonzo to stop for him and just of like, no, and he <laughs> slams on his brakes. And it's like he they fly by him too, and they when they stop, he's they're only like 20 feet from him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just yeah. been standing there. But this he's is like, where we also ah, damn. To-
1: I never rode in a convertible before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is also where we right? get the
0: line of uh, we can't stop here. It's back country.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this but is. I where- love that that scene, like right when they pick him up and, and they're driving, he's like having that internal monologue. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wait a minute, did I say that out loud or was I thinking <laughs> oh, it? And yeah, yeah. he's like, Did they hear me?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's where he hops in the back seat with him. And he's and this is where he tells him about the mission, and we get a flashback to them hanging out in a restaurant. And they get a he gets a phone call about going to Vegas because he's going to be covering a race.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I, he's you know the guy's looking for a tip, and he just throws quarters. Yeah, like him. the dwarf that, that comes yeah. out with the. Hunter S. Thompson <laughs> hated the scene. He he actually stated that it was like rude and disrespectful that he would have never done because it's him. It's ultimately, you know, Johnny Depp is playing him. So like, yeah, there's certain things where he was like, no, that I would have, I would have never done that. But I guess after a while, he just kind of said, fuck it.
1: He walks out with his drink still. He takes their,
0: their glass and
1: everything. Yeah. They don't pay the bill either. (laughs) The the guy's like,
0: (laughs) so I love this montage
1: though. Like them. Just like getting their everything together to go on the trip. Yeah.
0: Well, this is where we also get, we also figure out Gonzo is Duke's attorney and he always says as your attorney and then would say something and he says it all the time in this movie as your attorney. And it's always like as your attorney, I would, I would, uh, take that, you know, that sleeve of acid. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Wait, What? And he's like, we need to get Acapulco shirts. Yes. And, and what, I forget what else. He's, at, he's like, cocaine. And he's like, you're going to have to get loaded up to the teeth. Get some guns or something. He's like, yeah. like yes. what is trouble? <laughs> we need
2: all
0: the drugs. And then he's like, and I need to join you on this journey.
2: I can't argue with the gun mentality. Stay strapped or get clapped, guys. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, seriously, seriously. This is a part of the movie that I was like, what the fuck? Like, this movie takes place in 1971. The vehicle they're driving is a Ford Maverick. That movie, that car was came out ex- first existed in 1970. That car would not look like that.
0: Uh-oh. Are you sure with him driving it like that? All the yeah, but time. It,
2: even then, it's like it's all like it all looks like it's been sitting in somebody's yard. It's like in the right. middle of a restoration. Right. There's like square parts painted, like they had patched Like it would not look like that, especially living in the Amer- what looks. I'm assuming in the American Southwest is where he lives. The shit doesn't rust like that. Yeah. So it wouldn't that that's one as a car guy. He consists, he was like, That ain't right. But anyway, those, carry on. <laughs> those bastards taking me out. And yeah. hey, don't break the movie for me. I was just pointing to that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we get the uh, yeah, the montage where they're getting ready. They go get the car, and uh, I love it <laughs> he goes in reverse and just nails it off of the curb and he stops. And the guy just runs off. He's like, Hey, you just uh, you just went over like a <laughs> like an eight inch. Curb, like yeah, like a like without, at
1: 30 miles per hour, or something, like Without that. even slowing down. <laughs> so, you'll be all right, just testing it for stress, like something like that. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: he's not even paying attention to what he's saying, he's just looking at something else, and then he's like, I need, just need you to sign this and decide to just burn it. He's his like, mouth. Oh, this
1: is a nice pen, and he like takes his pen and he's My like, You yeah, have been drinking, have you? He was like, No, not me, <laughs> <Pumpkin> <laughs> I <piggies>. haven't been.
0: <laughs> so, we then get the the whole. You also get the scene where they're stuck in traffic because somebody got hit by a fucking Corvette Stingray. My car, it's my a, dream car.
1: Somebody small just gets... excerpt of it. He's like, "Oh, we went here, we went here. Oh, and then we got delayed in traffic because someone was hit." <laughs> and then it's like you see the blood, and someone got hit. Yeah. And it's like, why was this even here? <laughs> like, they just had to include that they got stuck in traffic. So the blood stain <laughs>
0: on the sheet was a smiley face. If you
1: didn't know oh, oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't.
0: I
3: didn't.
0: So. We then are back to the present where Gonzo is having a horrible trip. Like he is, he has to pull over. He's like clawing at himself. He's like flailing around, (laughs) and then he just starts spouting off some like philosophical
1: shit. It's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And he like gives him—I don't even know what it is—but he gets him like, like he breaks it and he gets him to snip it. Is it smelling something like cocaine? I don't know what it is or like what exactly it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming it's more drugs, but he like completely calms down. And he's like, what the how the hell do we get out here in the middle of the desert? (laughs) (laughs) What the hell are we doing
0: here? And This is where uh, Peter Parker's like, I'm fucking out of here, man. And this is what causes uh, Duke to kind of like he he's like, oh, well, he's going to go. He's going to go to the cops. We got to go. Like, we got to get to Vegas as fast as possible.
1: Because, because they mention about like going to find somebody like while they're there like they it, it's completely separate from their story that like we're gonna go find like i think they said like savage henry salad Sal, was Sal oh, henry yeah, yeah. he's yeah, like yeah, he's, yeah. he's cashed his check and that's why he pulls the gun out and he starts shoot like trying to shoot it but there's nothing in it
2: yeah and, uh, uh, then, like, going on about that yeah
1: yeah and then like hunter has Tom's, and is like where does he get o- off like criticizing a doctor of journalism or something like that yeah. <laughs> like he's pissed off and that's when like toby mcguire's like okay brother i don't here's fine
0: Don't <laughs> <gonna> miss miss him <laughs> so duke is back driving again and this is where you see gonzo trying to put a line of coke on top of a of a suitcase and because they're oh, driving I- it just blows in his face and duke is pissed he's like you've Fucking idiot. Like, you're wasting so you it. You see what God just did to us, man? <laughs> He's oh, like, was God? like, oh, <laughs> was it wasn't God, it was you. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts licking the briefcase. I was, was, like, was I must have missed that. Was it was all improv by uh,
1: Benicio del Toro. That wasn't in the script. It was, it was
0: yeah. yeah. And then he's like, We have,
1: I just ate a bunch of this. Acid. He's like, Because Dr. Gonzo gives him the acid. He's like, Here, take this. And then he's like, Oh, we have like three hours or so. And we only have like a certain amount of time to get there before it takes into effect or something. Yeah.
0: yeah. He's like, uh, As your attorney, I tell you to take a sleep of this acid. Yep. And, and he's like, Okay. He's like, Is it going to affect me before we get there? He's like, Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so they uh, they get to vegas and they're going through a crate at least Doogie is going through a really bad acid trip he's kind of oh, like yeah. slowly wandering through the lobby of the hotel he's the, <laughs> he, gets, he gets moving the, yeah the oh yeah the the rug it's got the it's like going up the wall he uh he goes up to the the, the whatever the concierge concierge lady concierge lady and she or her like her face is starting to morph and then he's like he's just slowly like what the fuck and then he looks up and her head is just an eel (laughs) and then you know gonzo comes up and he does he helps him out then they go to the bar and he's still just going through it man and he's you know everybody it's just it's such a weird environment too and then he looks out and it's just lizard people and they're like having a weird bloody orgy yeah i'm like what is happening the, the,
2: the practical effects for the lizard suits are really good though it really good yeah. they are really good i thought they'd be cg because they were already using some in the movie but no they like their practical effects oh my god yeah and then
1: like the blood on the floor is like to like piling
2: up he's like i need some golf
1: shoes to get out of this
2: muck <laughs> Yeah, he, he yells at the very end like when he starts like like, right at the very end of that whole trip, he yells something about the golf shoes, and everybody looks at it. Golf like this, shoes, it snaps like out saw? of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. This movie does a great job. It, it, even though you know it's set in Vegas, every location they go to, it feels like somewhere you would never be. Like, it feels so odd. Like, it doesn't feel like a real place. No. Especially, like, that, that area they're at where those dinosaurs. It feels, like, so weird. Like, a side, Like there's so many lights and mirrors and stuff. It's so such a weird location.
0: you told me this was, like, Reno or... Atlantic City, then I'd be like, oh, this makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Because we all know they're just the knockoff Vegas. Um, Yeah, great value. (laughs) Exactly. Even worse. The Um,
4: the desk clerk is played by Catherine Hellman.
2: Like the mustard? Or is it
4: Who's that? So she's played in all kinds of stuff. Who's the boss? She was in Coach. Um, everybody loves Raymond. Hmm. She was the mo, not the mom. She was in all kinds, the Love Boat. Like she's been in all kinds of I stuff. All, I, I did should, not realize. Like, oh yeah,
0: because I my mom used to watch the, all those shows when I was a kid.
4: I did. So. Well, I recognize her from I I love Coach and Who's the Boss. And
0: who Coach's great.
4: So I was like, that's so cool. I'm looking at because she looked familiar. She was in Cars. Oh really? Lizzie in Cars.
2: I think Lizzie's the oh, old. Oh, is the
4: old the old car? Doll. Yeah.
2: Yeah, she's she's done apparently her like older appearances. Hmm.
0: Interesting.
4: Oh, that's pretty cool. Like she's in a, a Car fifty four, where are you? She's in the T V series. Gunsmoke.
2: Oh mm-hmm. fucking Gunsmoke's awesome,
1: she, dude. She's been working for she's a been while.
4: Everything. Yeah, she started in 1955. So Jeez. she's been in she's been in a lot of things. That's pretty cool. Very cool. So
0: you get the interesting interaction where the photo- the photographer shows up to their hotel room.
2: <laughs> oh, what's that guy's name?
1: I yeah, I, I don't. i like I know he's in like one of the scary movies. He's he's in. He's like, oh, it's that guy. <laughs> he's one yeah, of, I, I one of those guys. A, does he
2: have I a name, think or a, is he just? He does have a name. All oh, right, right there, mm-hmm. Lucerta. Lucerta is the photographer. Oh, Craig. But like
1: yeah, like Duke is, is still going through it, like hiding behind the table, like watching like Vietnam on TV oh, and yeah. there's yeah. reflections on the walls and on the floor. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's he's Yeah, he was in scary movie 4. He was in a bunch of those like superhero movie. Uh, yeah. yeah like like the parodies, the bad parody movies. But yeah, he shows up to the room yeah, Duke's going through it, man, and Gonzo is super paranoid. He's like waving his gun around and he's like doesn't trust this guy.
1: I know what you're up to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm
0: just gonna let myself out.
1: I like when he's like rattling off like all of like the different models of bikes and stuff that are gonna be at the race, yeah. and then it yeah. like cuts to him in like an army uniform and everything. Like Vietnam and shit. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so Duke goes so you're to the race. Portuguese man. <laughs> <laughs> So the next day, Duke goes to the racetrack and you find this is kind of where you find out he's a reporter, even though you kind yeah. of get the idea of it based on the mission. But you don't. So when he gets the call about going on the mission, they never it never states what it's for. It's like, oh, we need to go to Vegas for this important. You know, that's the mission that that we got. But you find out he's a reporter and the photographer is going to be there to, of course, you know, take the photos for the race to then be added with uh, Duke's, you know, article. And it's very sandy. And of course, oh, where, yeah. does, where does Duke want to be the whole time? But in the bar, uh, getting his beer. This is where you see Mark Harmon, most famous from yes. NCIS yeah <laughs>
1: he's
0: so, just he's there he's
1: like in a future i'll be eaten by a human hamburger or something he says <laughs> so i feel bad every time because he like as soon as he gets that nice like big glass of beer that dude comes in and like shakes the sand and dust off of it yeah. into yeah. his mug of beer a, <laughs> like, every time i'm like no <laughs> there's a deleted
0: so scene where this guy talks for like five minutes this dude who like brushes off the sand in his cup I was mm. like, "What is going?" And he just spouts nonsense. I'm like, "Well, thank God that wasn't in the movie. That would have added ten more misses. Damn, <laughs> already too long movie." Um. So yeah, so Duke then gets picked up by the photographer to go out and kind of ride alongside the racers, and he's kind of just beer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's kind of <laughs> over this shit, man. He's over this shit. He pulls up. He, he- because he's driving, he's still kind of tweaking because he can hear you know, it sounds like a machine gun's going off. Yeah. And then, and then like, these extreme... I called them extreme hunters because they're coming out of nowhere in this, like, Jeep with a freaking, you know, mounted gun in the back. Like Have you Flight seen of
1: the that? Valkyries playing and that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like,
0: and that's when Dukas is like, yeah, I, I don't want to do this. So he fires the photographer and kind of just... Oh, he pours out his beer, which is just just Sandy nasty luck. now yeah <laughs> and uh he walks he walks back to to town uh we get tom jones playing as they cruise the drag i love all the shots of them driving on the vegas strip because it's just them sitting in a cut a cut out of a car with some green screen
3: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and just a still image
1: of vegas going on in the background it's there are certain great. points, I, I believe it might have been the, like when they first get into Vegas that we already covered. There's there's a couple different scenes where it seems like they CG'd some of the signs from Vegas. Like It doesn't look like they actually used shots of the actual real place. It looks like they created some of the certain signs. Yeah. I was like, I wonder why they would have done that at that point. Maybe they just didn't want certain businesses or locals used in, in movies or something. I don't know. Yeah,
0: I mean, they could have. I know that for certain scenes... They had like very strict limitations, like anything yeah. that was filmed inside. They could, had to, like they had from like 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. To, to film it. And they were only, only oh, a certain okay. amount of extras and a certain amount of spots they could actually film. So, yeah, I mean, I could only imagine they couldn't actually be driving down or like film a lot of Vegas at the time. So they just had to improvise and yeah, the effects. Yeah, and then
1: you go to like one of the most nightmarish places ever. There's <laughs> like the circus, circus. Oh my god! Oh, this gosh. place. Jesus.
0: But this is <laughs> there's such a. Before we get there, we get the great line from Gonzo where he he says, uh, "They're driving in a convertible with the fucking with the roof down, and he's like, roll the windows down so he can feel that desert air." <laughs> Oh yeah, and that's where and they're both high. So they crash into the sidewalk right next to circus circus or whatever the hell this place is called. Yeah. And uh and they're just screaming at him. was like you can't park your car here. And they're like, and Duke's not paying attention at all to the point where he just gets they just both get out. Because they're like, we know Debbie. Because they're going there to see Debbie Reynolds. Yeah,
1: yeah. You told me this isn't a reasonable place to park. After exactly. they told him four different times, he's like, "You tell me I can't park here." It's like we're friends with Debbie.
0: We're friends with Debbie.
1: You're on the sidewalk, <laughs> and you can't park your car here. <laughs> so good.
0: So they then have to fight with the guy outside the, you know, the theater where Debbie is performing, and they're you know talking about how like, oh, we're friends with Debbie, and then Gonzo finally talks her. Way into it, they have to stand in the back, and they can't make any. Can't they, smoke. They can't smoke. And what do they do? They immediately get kicked out.
2: Yeah, like two, like what, 10 15 seconds after they go in there. Just yeah, but like drugged. But it's, like, one, drugged but it's one of those things where it's like,
0: was it that quick, or was it just a really sped up moment where? Yeah, that's it's true. Supposed to feel. Longer. Yeah. So that was actually Debbie Reynolds' voice, uh playing um from the theater. So. Mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher, who is Debbie Reynolds' daughter, was friends with Ter- uh Terry Gilliam and she actually talked her mom into recording some lines for the movie. So anytime you hear oh, it, cool. it was actually her. Oh, that's neat. So, yeah, they immediately get kicked out of of there and then they go to oh, it's called Bazooko Circus. circus. That's where they go after this. And they have like
1: another interaction with like the car attendants there. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is this it, is this- Oh okay, go
2: no, go ahead. No, you go. Oh no, this
0: is where they, they use ether. And I was this is like,
2: where- oh, here's a good idea. Ether. And they were just talking about how horrible it was to fucking take <laughs> ether. Oh, it's
0: just a fuck it's gasoline, man.
1: <laughs> the dude's face is like morphing and he's like, here's my ticket. He's like, I'll remember your face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just remember bad in Bad Boys One where they're driving the the, the van with that's full of ether because that's uh, used to make a lot of drugs. Um, just just
1: lose all control of like your motor function
4: (laughs) yeah but it's it's
0: funny because they describe it as like you lose all function but you know what's going on like you're fully aware aware. of everything but Mm -hmm. you can't control yourself it's like that's that sounds terrifying
2: (laughs) sitting in the passenger
1: seat
0: oh
2: god (laughs)
1: trying to walk and they're just like bow legged stumbling super slow and like the old ladies are behind them
0: (laughs) so they go to the acrobat they go to like the circus part where like they're doing the trapeze thing and the all the acrobats are doing the thing and what the fuck was i watching it was a baby it was a pregnant woman and then it was people with scissors swinging and then one and one dude with a hammer hits a hammer on the pregnant lady, the baby just flies out, and then they fly up with the big fucking scissors. <laughs> like,
4: what the fuck is this? I'm like, yay, and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? What lunch, man? I'm so confused.
1: And then they have shit. the dog, like, they have a dog they throw. Oh, it was to, a wolverine. Like, the other acrobat,
4: it was a wolverine. Oh, it was a wolverine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, ah! every was time a- I'm like, what the hell is it? Because, like, I couldn't figure out what it was. Nice.
4: You said bear, and I said dog, Holy and I'm like, I don't shit. know what the hell it is. This is
0: a
1: fucking honey badger or wolverine <laughs> or something. Holy,
4: somebody's a hand, though.
3: They,
1: like that net is like right above where everybody's gambling yeah. so it would be so like yeah. i'll be so worried about somebody just coming through that net right they on drop top the you.
0: wolverine it gets loose in the place <laughs> just
1: terrorizing no! everybody this was the early 70s i just write that shit off oh, nobody
2: God. sued you for that no yeah absolutely not just give me some money they'll leave you the fuck alone
0: <laughs> this is where but we yeah, get this uh, is Vern is the Vern treyer place. oh absolutely Dude. Vern treyer shows up Mini Me from Awesome Powers, and then disappears right away <laughs> yeah, under that, That's a that lady's dress. <laughs> that's, his can- that's his cameo. See you later, buddy.
4: Hey, he got a paycheck. So. Yep.
0: Uh, Duke, ex- I think I think Austin Powers, the first one, came out a year before this, or was it '99?
4: Oh, we were just looking. I
1: don't, oh. I don't remember. We'll look into it. We'll look into it. I was gonna say you get that uh, pen from Penn and Teller cameo. Yes, there. yes. So yes. yes. I always forget which that. one is
0: Pen and which one is Teller.
1: Yeah, Penn's the the big dude, really? yeah. the glasses. But yeah, he's the dude that's trying to sell like the sign, or you you get your face put up on the like twenty foot sign on yeah. on the you know the the main drag there on in Las Vegas. And so you can say whatever call. you want. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Duke, as Duke is walking through the casino, he talks about like he it's such a weird line where he's like, yeah, this is what people would be do, Like everyone would be doing if the Nazis had won the war this year before. And you're like, what yeah, the he didn't show up to the second <laughs> one. <laughs> and this is, I what, believe it because it, it's, was, it's terrifying. Oh, absolutely. Oh my God. This place is nightmare fuel. Um, it is. This is where he runs back into Gonzo and Gonzo is tweaking bad again. He's like, I have the fear. There's t- yeah. And this. <laughs> This was another one. So many fucking weird lines where Duke goes as he's tripping out and he says that, he's like, there's two women over there fucking a polar bear. And he's just like, don't you do that to me. Don't, don't do tell that. Don't tell me those things, man.
2: Don't tell me those things, man. So I'm
0: like, what? What is that? And then the
2: lady comes, the waitress comes up and he's like, they pay you to fuck that bear.
1: And she's like, what the hell did he say to me? And he, and Duke's like, well, it's a fair question. Like he even says like, well, it's
0: not it's a fair I question. I missed that line. i was wondering why she was mad. I was like
1: he's, he's got a point. But I feel like if you're if you're on drugs like that, that bar would be the worst because it's like a carousel yeah, bar.
4: Just, That's what I off. was saying. I was like, could you imagine being intoxicated and oh trying to be
2: drunk? Like you'd be I'm surprised you weren't hurling left and right.
4: Oh, be, uh, I, was, I I, I was thrown up a lot. I wouldn't be able to do it sober. Just saying. I have to get
1: him off of that. He's like, quick, like a bunny. Just just get off. Oh, <laughs> just <jump>.
4: just,
1: <laughs> just hold him on. Is like finally just, kicks him. This whole
0: scene. Does yeah. yeah, he, yeah, like he, he kick him, him off? Yeah. He just pushes him off. And then it. he gets pissed off and he gets up and he like threatens him. Just,
2: just, he's, like, yeah, he's like, kick kicked me off. He's like, it's probably the bartender for what you said to the waitress. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck, dude?
4: Of what we saw, this is one of my favorite my favorite scenes.
2: It was so so much. The whole circus is just put scene is just nuts. Absolutely. Because
0: you're like, I don't know, I don't think I'll ever experience anything remotely close to this. And no. Damn. You won't. (laughs) this is where we get the line from duke where he's like this is not the best town for psychedelic drugs no <laughs> you think <laughs> they get back to their hotel room and this is where gonzo pulls out the big giant bowie knife and just starts going ape shit with it yeah how <laughs> like, would you get that man <laughs> <laughs> just chopping up oranges really
2: didn't so, say, like, psychotically like, did he ah! say room did he say room service ended it up Yeah, they didn't have
1: anything to cut the oranges or something with. It's like, why would they give you a big ass, like, bowie knife or something? Where would
4: they get it from? (laughs) Where did you get that?
1: It's Vegas.
4: Lost and found or something. Oh,
1: so funny.
0: We then get a flashback of. Oh, so Duke talks about an interaction that Gonzo had with. He's like, oh, you know, it can't be as bad as that confrontation you had, you know, so long ago. And then it brings the flashback up and it's. They go into an elevator, and who would be there but Cameron Diaz. Uh, With the photographer, yeah. yeah, she's with the photographer, and uh, Gonzo kind of, like, loses it, because they're asking, like, oh, you know, you should,
1: I don't remember what they said he should be doing. She she asked him if he's a racer. And he's like, like, am I a what? And she's like, what class are you in? he's like, what the fuck kind of class are you talking about? (laughs) Like, he has no idea. (laughs) He doesn't handle this well at all.
0: Yeah, and he, like, threatens one of the guys... One of the other guys that was there, and um, I—what happens though? Because they like run away, like they just did something really bad. Did I miss? Well,
2: he something? pulls
1: the knife out on him
2: oh yeah those people, the elevator stops on that one floor and the
1: elderly couple's like there because <laughs> <like>, oh, right. <laughs> gonzo pulls the knife out on because he thinks they're like they're like making fun of them or something oh, but he like okay. pulls the knife out and then he like puts it up against like the photographer's neck or whatever and like right. he's like all right we got to get out of here like this took a turn <laughs> Dude just wants the hell out of this elevator <laughs> yeah they just they literally run like they're about to get arrested like they're after us they're after us get in there <laughs> yeah and they're like oh they changed the locks already (laughs) (laughs)
0: the
1: the key's not working
0: this is where Duke gets into the room and he shuts the door and God's okay and he just knocks on the door like hey man (laughs) 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 oh man so Duke decides to go back down to the uh, casino floor and do some gambling Uh, I like how he drops 20 bucks and you go come on you know yeah. Winner, winner, winner. he doesn't win
1: he just. Walks. I always like like those little like little lulls in the story where you kind of get like the real kind of Hunter S. Thompson where he's talking about where he goes down there like late at night he's like he's talking about like the type of people you see at the casino at three in the morning or like the used car salesman or whatever yeah. but I, it's, it's the little bits that are like okay this is actual like you could see Hunter S. Thompson this was him writing it this is him genuinely this isn't like a, f- a fictionalized version of him. Right. It, this is the scene, I think it's
2: right around here is what I'm talking about, where he's sitting in there talking about the people you see in the casino. Then he goes on this whole side tangent about this man who walked in on him when he was in a bathroom doing drugs and somebody was doing like licking it off of his sleeve. And he's like, that man is scarred for life now. And they kind of dwell on this character. that's nothing to do with the story at all about how oh, well, this he's talking inst-
0: about the, the more the flashback where he talks about 1965 and he's one. Yeah, he like talks about, it, like, about the 60s. Yeah, the yeah, like like best fucking spot me. is when he turns and there's a older man there who is actually Hunter S. Thompson. He's like, I, oh, there I am. Whoa! He's like there. I am. <laughs> it's a great that, fucking spot there.
2: I, I I did. I thought that was the case, and I do applaud them for that. Because like, is that Hunter S. Thompson? Like, because he's. It was very fixated on that. It wasn't like a pat, like a vaguely passing thing. It
0: was kind of yeah. brought to your attention. And in, in the credits. It's like he's credited as like an older Duke. Like it's it's he actually. It, the whole point is he actually sees himself as an older person like it wasn't like yeah. he wasn't playing just some random guy in there he like yeah. so that's why he that's why that line is oh
1: it, there I am <laughs> oh shit there I am <laughs> He's <so> like, <laughs> and then we get the the flea cameo yeah. from, from red hot chili peppers hey man <laughs> yeah yeah in slow motion
0: I spilled in the comes some in
1: and acid on my shirt, <laughs> and I don't know how to get it off. Yeah, you, you like got you got Lyle Lovett.
0: No, anybody remember Lyle Lovett, the country singer from the 90s? Well, that's who the guy is who walks in and goes, "I got some acid here, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, God.
2: I got no place. To, he's like, I got the ingredients, but no place to, cook, to
1: cook it. It's all like slow motion. And then like he talks, yeah, like he mentioned, he, like talks about ruining the guy's life. He's like, they, every door he's behind or something. He's like, he's there's gonna be people getting kicks from stuff that he would never imagine or never know or something like that. Yeah. Like he's a 9 to
2: 5 or business suit type that he never would go outside of his comfort zone <laughs> yeah. and haunts him or some shit. It's
1: like, it's, what the fuck? It's nothing to do with what's he's going on. Sitting there at the entrance to that bathroom just like looking over his shoulder. Oh. <laughs> like scared, like what's behind the door. Oh, but I love that scene where it's like the psychedelic music playing, like the cameras rotating, like Flea's just licking his sleeve. <laughs> it's just so like weird oh, my and out God. there.
0: So yeah, du- Duke goes back to the room. And Gonzo is beyond gone. He is literally laying oh, yeah. in the tub, oh, yeah. fully dressed. He took a
4: whole thing of acid. This is my favorite. Out of all we saw, I, this is my favorite.
0: So, the, oh the, yeah, this one part. Yeah, things I hate in movies is when they show people throwing up. I, and you can, I can yeah. guarantee there is no fucking way you can tell me otherwise that he didn't force himself to throw up in this movie because that is that's real. the only that is thing him I really don't. throwing up like. And yes. There's like scenes of like him would like throw up all over his fucking face and his clothes. Yeah. I'm like, this is fucking mad. this whole bathroom scene. He's gross for, for a movie. majority
1: of the movie too. Oh he's got like his God. shirt up, his guts hanging out, sweat all over. <laughs> yeah,
4: Benicio del Toro.
0: He gained forty pounds for this role, so you know he's on um, full method here. Yeah,
4: I only enjoy this scene for the sheer acting oh, bit, so between both of them. Because he's like, give me two hours just two hours to sleep yeah. and you can hear him. He's just yelling.
0: <laughs> he's like, Not I want to hear this. He's like, crazy. play the tape player. And he's like, no, no. And he's like, I want to hear white rabbit.
1: So he's like, he played, you did you know, got- all this acid. Did you, you better hope there's something <laughs> in this bag to counteract that or you're <laughs> in for a world of trouble. But then he's, like, he like threatening takes him the, with a knife and everything. Yeah.
4: yeah, but then he, like, takes the whole shower curtain down, he's and he's, like, like poking him, him with the shower curtain. I, <laughs> I may have. I may
1: have.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, agrees to drop the tape recorder in, and he's like, you gotta do it in a specific part. And he's, like, counting what, down. What? He yeah, just when he says when white that.
0: rabbit peaks
2: yeah drop he just in.
1: fucking hurls that fucking grapefruit like it's like what was the goal here <laughs> just you know, like, he says, like if i dropped this in the tub it's gonna blast you through that wall man See, <laughs> yeah,
3: going, I, that's what done-so. i was waiting but, for
0: it, but, <laughs> what a perfect song too this is a great song yeah. selection because this is literally a song about doing drugs <laughs> yes yeah. and i'm like he's
2: like i'm gonna drop the radio in for it. of course he's really not he's just telling yeah. him he's going yeah, to yeah, do- yeah, and
0: yeah. He, instead of just like
2: walking <laughs> out with it Grapefruit, and then runs over and lays down on the couch,
0: and like she locks the
1: door. <laughs> like, what the fuck oh, is God. that goal? And you hear Gonzo, and they're just like, "Ah, ah, ah." <laughs> well, he's like, I like when before he like does everything, he's like trying to relax in the tub, and he's like, "Hurry up! You're wasting my goddamn time!" <laughs> and he's he, he's about to like relax, and he's like, "Hold up! Turn it up! Turn it up!" And then he like wants something else. He's like, "You're wasting my fucking time! Hurry up!" <laughs> Does he, but yeah, and then he goes and tries to relax. The does he electrocute himself in there? I don't think so, because
0: <laughs> no, you can I hear the so, the electric but... surges when uh, I mean, Duke lays on the couch. You kind of hear, and I was like, "Is something going on in there?" But then fucking Gonzo just bursts out like the Hulk, and he's just like, <laughs> "Ah!" with his knife, and you're like, "What is happening?" <laughs>
1: So I didn't want to cut you, man. I just want to carve a little Z on your forehead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to hurt you. I just want to carve a little Z on your forehead. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> we get the inner dialogue of Duke talking about his experience of life in the '60s. So the scenes were a little out of order of what we were talking I'm about. I'm sorry. Here. This yeah. came right after yeah. the. That's fine. Um, we're back into reality. It is time to flee Las Vegas. So Duke wakes up. Right? And Gonzo's gone. Yeah. Just, yeah.
3: This is one of my Aww. favorite parts, too.
1: I and, and the hotel...
0: Yeah, the hotel is trash. The hotel room is trashed, And so he talks about... Duke talks about how he has no money to pay for it. And he's talking about how... Was it how many times did he get room service? It was like 40-something times at like $40. $20
1: an hour or something for 48 consecutive yeah, for 48. hours. It's like unbelievable. <laughs> right? <laughs> He's unbelievable and i love like the scene where he's trying he's like standing in the elevator with the the typewriter and like the cop he's comes just, in like handcuffed to that him. elderly lady <laughs> yeah. and he's like slowly turning his back like to the corner uh, and he's like i, I got no money yeah. i got and he's like and a very like, like a goddamn enormous hotel bill <laughs> yeah. or something like yeah. that. He's, tra-
0: <laughs> he's trying to leave and the guy from the hotel keeps coming out he's like I was just wondering if I could uh, talk to uh, Dr. Gonzo. It would be, you know, just, you know, when is he going to be coming down? He's like, uh, he's trying to just get the fuck out of there. And he's just, every time he goes, he's like, <sighs> yeah. tries
1: yeah. to step on the gas and he slams on the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> the letter is to Thompson, not from him. Like, <laughs> it's, like it's journalist code. You, nobody would understand this except for us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he finally escapes and he's driving down in the desert and a cop pulls up on him he kind of eludes him at first but then he goes down to like this dead end and he's already
1: outside his car And you find out the cop is gary Busey. yeah and like he's like a lot of people's first instinct is to just pull right over he's like that is the wrong move you want to <laughs> he's like that'll raise the contempt in the cop you want to just put your foot on the gas and then keep going and then put your turn signal on and they're not going to know you're going to make a 90 degree turn at like Fifty miles an hour, or something like that. Such they must <laughs> <about laughs> go in opposite
4: directions.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And then he gets there. He's already just sitting outside of his car, leaning yeah. on the hood. Or something.
0: Yeah. Because he's he's and he's being truthful about everything. You know, he's got yeah. the beer in his yeah. hand. He's got all the beer in the back seat. He pretty much he he pretty much admits like you know oh I just you know I felt like I you know break the law I'm a bad person in all this it was stuff. wrong and, I did it anyway and he's just like you got a weird attitude about you. <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember the rest of this conversation But he like uh, looks at his
1: license and he doesn't say that he's hunter s thompson but he's like he you tell he knows who he is he's uh, like oh and he's, he's like oh i know who you are i'm familiar with your work um but he's like i think you just need a nap he's like instead of giving him a ticket or whatever, he's just he's like pull up to the next rest stop take a nap and then you could go or whatever and he's like nah, i don't know he's like i kind of i'm on a strict time crunch i gotta go go through here He's like, well, this is my jurisdiction. If you go out here, I'm gonna have to call you in, and I'm gonna have to, you know, bring you in and everything. He's like, all right, I'll I'll pull over at the next rest stop or whatever. And then he, uh, Gary Busey, asks him for a kiss.
4: Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm lonely out here. Like, what? <laughs> this was another scene
0: that fucking Hunter S. Thompson did like. Terry Gilliam thought it was hilarious,
1: and uh, it ended up staying in the movie he's right. just pissed off in the car. He's like, I felt raped. <laughs> and he's, as he's driving to like, oh my trying God. to get out of there.
4: I was just waiting for Gary Busey's character to start leaning in and Johnny Depp be like, is going on It's so weird. He's like
1: holding his like chin too. He's like holding get his knees.
0: Gary Busey's a weird fucking guy.
4: <laughs>
2: yes, yes he he is. Is. Oh,
0: Lord. So...
2: <laughs> Can't wait for Ginger dead, man. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they decide so he gets to like a fork where it's either one way it goes to Vegas or one way it goes to Baker which is where the cop told him to go yeah and uh, this is where he sees he's like oh he was like I can't go straight back to Vegas but he also sees fucking Toby Maguire just standing Little in the room
1: again. Uh, oh <laughs> there he is he's like oh fuck oh god oh, no, yeah, no.
0: <laughs> they're after me they're after me Duke then goes into a junkyard, calls Gonzo. Gonzo's all cleaned up back at his office. Yeah, Which there's know, a picture a good- of Hunter S. Thompson in the background on a poster. <laughs> I was like,
1: what are you doing in the middle of the desert? I, t- I sent you a telegram to be at the hotel. You're going to be covering a different uh, the-, the convention, like the cop convention or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah he didn't like, know what it was, fuck? though. He didn't know it was a cop
0: convention. He just said, You're Yeah, cover the convention that's in town. He
1: <laughs> gets there. It's a <laughs> drunk, anti drunk convention. <laughs> And then he rolls up, and he just like slinks down into a seat yeah. of his car.
0: <laughs> oh, here, sir. I need to do the hands of the ticket.
1: <laughs> I love that shot. Like as soon as he walks into the lobby, everybody just immediately looks at him, and then it pans yeah. down to his briefcase, and it has that X-ray view of his case full of all the drugs oh, and stuff. So great.
2: Okay. I've actually cleaned a, ho- a hotel during one of these. Not a like a big one, but like locally, because mm-hmm. we live near yeah. You know, I don't, I don't give a fuck, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee it's Gatlinburg's it's big tourist area the hotel we were cleaning one time we went and it was just a big fucking i guess it's like cops from like the eastern part of tennessee they're just all meeting there it was, it was like okay this just an odd thing it was made me think of because you had this little it was like a smaller one but here but i didn't have drugs on me but glock was set up showing off pistols so that was exciting
0: oh, yeah yeah, yeah. We, i forgot to mention the fact that he just goes into the desert and just starts shooting this fucking revolver just that's
2: something Hunter S. Thompson would totally do, though, too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he, he loved no his guy. No doubt about it. It's part of the American dream, baby.
0: So since he has <laughs> to go back to Vegas, he decided he needs. he's going to get a new car. So he gets yeah. a white... It's pretty much the same car, right? It's, it's a Cadillac again, yeah, white,
1: yeah. yeah. And... All uh, well, the bells and whistles he would never
2: understand. <laughs> yeah. It's like they're pretty simple back then. You had for most Cadillacs, I recall, like you're gonna have your long rectangular speedometer and like idiot lights for everything else, coolant, oil, all that shit.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That's what we used to call them, or we call them. <laughs> Check so. your shit.
0: Good. <laughs> so, at this hotel, Christopher Maloney works there, and he is hilarious because he's getting into a confrontation with this guy because of a reservation that was either canceled or like it t- they took too long. So like it was given to somebody else and the dude's just yeah. going ape shit. And he's just Roger I don't know how he's... a
1: Pedactor from Ace Ventura. The, the oh, dude that's, that's right. yelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the owner or something. I forget who he was in Pete's Ventura. Like what he, I, I think it wasn't even like working with the dolphins or something. Yeah. I think yeah, in Ace Ventura, yeah, he was one of
0: the dolphin trainers. Yeah. So, I love it how he's just there. He's being really calm, trying to, like, talk with the guy. And then he gets to the point where he just starts fucking insulting him, too. Like, they just go back and forth. And yeah, I just love that Duke just slides in. Uh, well,
1: it's it's what he wants to say. Like, I don't think it actually happens. Oh, really? Okay. Cause he, yeah, because I think Duke even says, like, I, I could tell what he would really, what he wants to say. Oh, and then that's when he okay. cuts. He's, like, he fucking cusses them out and everything. Right. And I love how, like, the the woman, the woman, guy's wife is, like, crying. He's like, you see what you did? You see what you did to my wife? <laughs> but, yeah, like, Duke just interjects himself. He's like, yeah, I already have a reservation. I just want to get my stuff and get out of here. And Christopher Maloney is so nice to him. Oh, like, so right away, sir. So funny. <laughs>
0: Sounds great. So Duke gets into the room, and a, this random woman just starts attacking him. Literally, like, biting at his ankles and shit. And who is it? christina fucking richie what the fuck i didn't know she was in this movie i completely forgot she was it. it's 18 year old christina richie
1: holy shit uh and Forget what her name is in the movie though uh, oh shit lucy um, that's lucy. lucy yeah yeah she so... takes pictures of portraits of barbara streisand <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's very specific so, yeah it's great <laughs>
0: But you're also questioning the fact that, like, did Gonzo kidnap this girl? Like, what the fuck is going on here? Gonzo, I mean, you already know Gonzo's kind of a piece of shit, but this kind of yeah. makes him more of a piece of shit. And and, and like, his actions as we continue this movie just makes him the most unlikable fucking character.
1: Oh, Yeah. Yeah. He's dressed up in like some weird robes and stuff too. Yeah. Like in this. Thing. I don't like it. But it's it's very uncomfortable because you you feel like this girl is totally underage. She's and Why is he?
0: Yeah. Why? He literally she pulls with- him outside and was like, "Why is there a child in there? <laughs> like, yeah.
1: what what are you doing?" Yeah. He even said he said some dark shit in that conversation too. Oh, yeah. well, like talking about like, oh, we can put her in a room and have these cops go at her. For like two hundred bucks a pop or something. He's like, we can clean up. He's like, Oh, how could you say something like that? Like Dr. Gonzo's even saying that. He's like, I could beat the hell out of you in this hallway right now. He's like, Hey, two thirds, man. And like he's trying, I think Duke is trying to get him to realize like what he's doing, but like it's how not really clear. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, let me say this really fucked up thing and try to see where you're at with this. Yeah,
1: place. see where you're at. So if that's fucked up. Maybe yeah. you can realize the situation, your situation, you're in. <laughs> and also, what the fuck is this hotel got? Reverse peepholes?
0: You? That's not how that works. You can't look <laughs> into the room unless the person no, installed no. who, Just- who installed it <laughs> is fucked up.
4: Wrong, wrong thing.
0: Yeah. So you find out she's like, a, I mean, according to Gonzo, she's like a religious freak. Mm-hmm. And he then talks Duke. Or Duke talks Gonzo into cutting ties with her. So they pack up all of her paintings and kind of get her in a cab and get her the hell out of there. Just
1: drop her off at like a random hotel or something.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this is where you get the fucking scene with him throwing up. Gonzo just, I'm like, why? I hate this. (laughs) So nasty, man. Glad you missed that
4: one. I'm glad I missed that. He you can Gonzo
0: out. attend the anti-drug conference, which is just hilarious. Because these dudes have literally spent their entire the entirety of this movie just being under the influence of any and all drugs, and they go to this conference where they're talking about it's you know it's anti It's an anti-drug conference.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's all like complete bullshit. too. like what they're saying is like completely like wrong. He's like the reefer bud looks. They like, call it a roach because it resembles a cockroach. He's like. <laughs> Be crazy out of your mind to think it resembles a cockroach. <laughs> like, they're just like tearing everything they are saying apart. Uh,
0: I love that the head of this conference is uh Udesky from Jurassic Park 3.
1: Or
0: yeah. as he's in this movie. His name is L. ron BumQuest.
1: Yeah, he's in like Green Mile too, I think. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I can't remember his character's what? name in that. He's the dude with like the rat that takes yep. care of like the rat.
2: What are you going to tell me next that you're not a mercenary either? I never said I was.
0: All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, RIP, Desky. Um yeah, Indeed. We then get Lu- Lucy calls, and you get Lucy this, calls. like, yeah. And you get the weird vision, like the, the vision yeah. of them, like, being condemned, like they're in, being held in court, and Harry Dean Stanton's there as the judge, and Christina Richie's, like, all up in this, like, little schoolgirl <laughs> outfit, like, just like, those are the men who did this to me. <laughs> castration! <Yeah>. Double castration!
1: <laughs> yes!
0: Oh, so good. Uh,
1: the one part I liked about the conference, though, is because he's talking about, like, the different levels. He's like, you're cool, hip, and then groovy, or whatever. And He's talking about, like, how to identify, like, a reefer addict. Yeah, he's yeah. like, you can sell by, like, their, their like bloodshot glazed over eyes, and he's like, like, cum stains on their pants from constantly ejaculating when they can't find, like, a rape victim or something, and, like, wow. hot, like Duke looks down at his pants, and there's a stain on his pants, <laughs> so he's trying to roll Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: He's, like,
2: groovy. Oh, my God, it's so funny, <laughs> That's That sounds like our government. <laughs> I know it's police officers, but that just sounds like it. Remember Reefer Madness? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Duke takes some more extreme <laughs> right. drugs and uh, the dr- the trip comes quick. This is the shit that Gonzo has. The, yeah, it's the, which is not a real drug, I guess. Of course, uh, I probably, don't know. I think it was a fictional something fictional that Hunter S. Thompson inserted into the book. It's like From what I read. It wasn't it was the only drug that wasn't actually real. But it was based like on something, something else. taken
1: from like the actual adrenal gland of a person or something yeah. like the liquid. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He's like, don't take too much though. You'll only need oh, one he's drop. Sitting there drop. The he's the <laughs> he's, he's so right.
0: much of it. He is. Oh my God.
1: They do a great job of kind of escalating as he starts to want. Cause he starts taking it. And as he's, he's taking it, Gonzo's on the phone with Lucy and he's he's trying to make it seem like the cops are like raiding their their like hotel room, yeah. And that's why he starts like flipping out in the background. And it starts off slowly, and as it's kind of it's just slowly building up as he's starting to lose it. And then he's throwing stuff around and yelling. And that's when like Duke, in the meantime, he's starting to like sweat. He, you can see him; he's starting to get hot. He's putting a towel on his head, yeah. And he he's kind of escalating. His highs escalating with. Gonzo in the background, I kind of like the way how they did that whole scene.
0: yeah, Gonzo comes
1: but over, then it with goes a
2: tray full of cocaine. bananas.
1: yeah
0: he's got the, <laughs> the whole tray of cocaine. he walks over, and' as, as like he's yeah, he's got the towel tied around his head, and his face is like pure white. His and, eyes uh, are like
1: dots like it looks like he has some co- sort of like contact lenses uh, it. yeah and
0: then gonzo starts to transform into like this demon with tits on its back <laughs> <He's a> beautiful <laughs> He's like, fucking tits man <laughs> we, watched,
4: we watched the diff. who was it that we watched it was the difference between the book and the movie yeah and we they played this scene and i was like okay it's
0: really good effects Really good effect. Yeah, like like the, it's the the team yeah, yeah. Really cool. And yeah, uh, yeah he's tripping that, so hard. So like, hard. maybe you can just
1: take me and put me in the pool. He's like, man, if I put you in the pool, you'll sink like a stone. <laughs> 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 you're, you're done for. Duke wakes up
0: to the room being completely just this is the nastiest fucking thing ever. Like, you don't know if there's shit on the wall or if that's cat- I like you can smell it's, like, it. It's yeah, it's <laughs> disgusting. He's got the he's got his microphone like taped
1: to his face. He's got a dinosaur tail on. Yeah. He's got like a raptor tail <laughs> attached to oh, his back. God. So as he's walking, the tail's just like flapping behind. Him. It's it's insane. And it, the room's flooded with like <laughs> two feet of water somehow in this yeah. hotel room. <laughs> it's it's absolutely oh.
0: destroyed. You get a little bit of a flashback of Gonzo and Duke getting into a confrontation
1: with the maid. Yeah. They, and like, convince her that they're cops undercover.
3: He's pointing at like, like microphone. microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you having flashbacks? I am having flashbacks.
2: Yes. Uh, obviously, for long-time listeners, viewers, I know I do carpet care. We do a lot of hotels. And I literally just... I spent eight hours... In a room two or three weeks ago, cleaning it because the fucker flooded. I literally stood around oh. for eight hours extracting water out of a fucking room and it smelled horrible the whole damn time. Oh, I bet, man. That's yeah. Awful. So, That's like, nuts. I'm glad I missed that because I was just, I was thinking, like, God, that takes a forever. flashback.
0: It's like, oh, God. Oh, yeah, God yeah, it's not so even so just so that. There's no.
1: like stuff all over the walls, like dry it's ketchup and disgusting. mustard on the wall. At first, when you see
0: it, though, when he wakes up and you see the shit on the wall, I thought it was shit. Like, I, I wouldn't have been surprised.
1: No, yeah. not at all. This oh. is mine now. They have like a shrine to like Debbie Reynolds. Deb- on <laughs> <roles>. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
2: yeah we,
1: we, we
2: only do floors. That'd be a hell of a payday. Oh. Yeah, a hell of a payday.
0: So they Fun send the maid on a fake mission. I love it. <laughs> they pretty yeah. much get her, all, her hopes up and uh, with promise of all this money and then they just send her off.
1: Yeah, he send her on her way, and then he kind of goes back through the tapes. That's what he's doing now. He's like going through his tape recorder to see what yeah. happened.
0: <laughs> Before, <laughs> why? Whole. Why did this yeah. shit get like this? And uh, again, we run into Gonzo, and he's an absolute mess. He's just he. I swear, it affects him worse than it does Duke. Like, cause he just he's got a lot of rage issues. So, yeah, if yeah. he goes on a bad trip. He's like a fucking gorilla, and. Yeah, this hotel room is just absolutely fucked. It's got like a foot of water in it. It's it's fucking disgusting. It's like brown. Oh, yeah. It's nasty.
1: Yeah, you feel like you could you feel like you could smell it. You could smell the whole environment. I, it's just, I can. It's so gross. I'm right so Now crazy. you guys talking about it. I can. Smell yeah. It.
0: <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> so we also there was a scene before where it shows the guy working at the hotel is trying to get the uh, the roof to the convertible down and he can't get <laughs> yeah. it so it's all fucking mangled anytime you see them drive the car from from that on from out that on, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah the, they both go to a restaurant where Gonzo oh, treats man. this waitress like a piece of shit this was uh, probably the roughest scene this, in the this movie this is where it's you like, go Gonzo fuck this dude he fucking sucks yeah he berates and, this waitress he like goes behind the counter and like gets in her face and just she sucks or he sucks yeah sorry.
1: duke's just sitting there eating his breakfast reading the paper yeah. <laughs> eating his food eating the paper he's like at this and that's the whole thing is like through the course of the movie when gonzo is acting like this you would think if you're with him you'd be like dude chill the fuck out or, like you yeah. you have to be that guy to settle your buddy down or like Get him out of this bunker. Get him out of where you're at. Like, he doesn't do anything. No, he just, just lets Donzo and, just yeah. go off. <laughs> He's reading the
0: paper. He's just kind of observing. Uh, Ellen Barkin, who played the waitress, she wore a, a prosthetic ass in the scene because it shows, like, it's it's
1: very big. What? Yeah. <laughs> that's why he gives her the note, I guess. Because he gives her, like, that's what sets everything off. He gives her, like, a, a napkin that says, like, are you like backdoor gal question mark yeah. on it? She's like, what the fuck is this supposed to mean? Yeah, and he just goes off. And <laughs> yeah. He,
0: yeah, he sucks. He does. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. So they're driving and they run into Lucy and they freak out. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: God. She's just carrying her, all her paintings across that crosswalk. <laughs> <laughs> Looks all disheveled.
0: Oh, man. So they they're so then we figure out that duke has to get gonzo to the airport and uh because of running into lucy they had to take an alternate route which you know they're like well how are we gonna get there so they go off roading and they literally drive through the fence of the airport they got the pieces of the fence hanging off the car and they literally (laughs) literally drops him off about five feet from the airplane i've never missed a plane yet
1: (laughs) He just (laughs) fucking takes off
0: oh and um Yeah, this is where you get the whole, the whole thing about Gonzo, and this is kind of like the last time he ever sees him. Yeah,
1: does the Nixon when he's up on front of the plane. (laughs) But I love that quote he says. He's like, he's one of those ones. He's like, he's too rare to live, too weird to die, type thing. And I I love that quote. Yeah, or too weird to live, too rare to die, something like that. I might have flip flopped
0: it. I think you were right the first time. Um, But yeah, this is the last time you ever see him. Yeah. And then we go back to the flooded, disgusting hotel room, and Duke says some more philosophical stuff, and like yeah, and then it's back on the road.
1: And... Those are some of the best parts in the movie, though. I think is like the the one part earlier in the movie where he's talking about like the the counterculture of the '60s and everything, and the war, talking about like they they thought that whatever they were doing at that point in time was right that they can just and it would set off a spark and a chain reaction that they felt like they had a, a power of a, a, they could actually change and like change what was going on in the world at that time with vietnam and everything uh and then like the what you see at the end of the movie he talks about like the end of the 60s and the end of the like the the drug era with like tim leary and everything it's very philosophical but i like it's the more serious parts of the movie that that kind of ground it a little bit but those are the parts i like the best
0: absolutely And uh, I like how when he's leaving, it says, you are now leaving fear and loathing. And that's it. That's the end of the movie. That was the wild (laughs) two hour drug binge that is fear and loathing in Las Vegas. What a what an adventure that was. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) I love that last shot like when he's it, during that like monologue scene where it's like the, the overtop view of the hotel room yeah. and it's just slowly spinning as it's like panning away and it's just like this little red box. It, it looks really cool how they did it. Very trippy.
0: So we, uh, for everybody who doesn't know, we always share what movie we're going to be reviewing uh, on the show and so that you guys can share your comments on if you've ever seen the movie, what your thoughts on the movie are, uh, and then we share them on the show. So make sure every week, I usually post them on like Friday nights or Saturdays. Uh, I'll post whatever movie we're going to be talking about. uh, And then you guys can comment on it. Our first one is from Johnny Browning, who posted a picture of his adorable dog dressed as Hunter S. Thompson.
1: Yeah, I I did
0: see that one.
4: Dozer. He's great. And he
0: also said, it's a trip of a movie. And then Dan said, yes, please. I'd like to know what others think as well. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I more opinions. I only had mine and hers at the time, so I was like, "Hey, please talk about it."
0: Our friends over at Flix and Friends podcast said, "Hot take: I've had zero desire to watch this, but that could change after this episode." Well, I hope we change your mind. They to be for
2: fucking meat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I say I, I think it's definitely worth the watch at least once.
1: Definitely, I check
2: it say, yeah, I will say like going back and talking about it with you guys. It's fun. Like I'm enjoying this, but I just don't think I would sit down and watch it again. Like reco, like recalling it is fun with you. So. Yeah.
0: Our next one is from Ty, the blockbuster daddy or at Ty, the blockbuster guy He said, I watched this on party. mushrooms on Halloween for years. I love this movie. Man, and I don't know about that. He said, Terry Gilliam directed a masterpiece.
1: I can agree with that. I don't know. I don't know if I would want to watch it on mushrooms though yeah i mean i feel been, like it would be good for a little while but then you hit some of those dark parts man or you hit that circus you go Mm-mm, oh no my i'm God. good
0: <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> i'm good on that oh no, thank you uh let me see Do We have oh we have one more from sick mick uh oh zero zero seven said one of my all-time favorite films but so thank you to everybody who left a comment yeah
2: yeah, we always appreciate, we
0: appreciate you it. Always, and we appreciate Wyatt for being here and 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 uh, picking this movie for us to cover. Because to be honest, this probably was a movie that we might have never covered, or it would have taken a very <laughs> very, very long time for us to get to this point. So that's why I love is you know you always you're always swing it you're always it's a random thing you know when you let the guest pick whatever movie to cover. You know, you just you you go with the flow. I love a I love a challenge, and this was definitely one of the harder ones for me to take notes on and to to talk about. But being able to, I, th- I feel it was actually, it was a, it was a blast, and to have you guys here and to kind of to riff off of as we're talking about the plot definitely made it a lot easier. So,
1: yeah, thanks for having me on. I mean, I'm glad that we had like a, a wide range of different opinions on the movie yeah. here too.
2: Yeah, no, I like. Uh... Definitely like Wyatt's enthusiasm for it because it can show like somebody who truly appreciates the movie. It's not just like everybody dunking on it or calling it weird or some shit. <laughs> well,
1: stressed. Yeah. Stressed like hey, yeah, are you high him. right now, Wyatt? No, I'm no, not. not. <laughs> I made sure I wasn't for the podcast, man. I got coming straight. <laughs> for anyone who is yeah, for anyone who is who just <laughs> listens
0: to the show, uh, Wyatt is dressed as Duke, aka well, Hunter S. Thompson, aka Duke from the B. Yeah. So
1: we're a little late for Halloween,
0: but yeah. I, I had to. I, I was going to too. I was going to
1: put the bucket hat on and
0: have the fly swatter. I
1: just—it's really cold where I am right now, and I. Need <laughs> I it. had the I had the cigarette <laughs> too, man. I just didn't have it broken in half.
2: I'm surprised you didn't. I was like, he would. I was surprised he said the cigarette. And we right never now. talked it about like, it either.
1: How
0: the fact oh, I he had always it.
1: had the the cigarette with the little <laughs> cigarette holder. Yeah. And through like some parts of the movie, the cigarette's broken in half. Yeah, and he doesn't doesn't even replace it's, it. it. It's, it's great. It's hard to talk with. That's why I didn't
0: use it. So we are continuing our streak of having guests on the show as, you know, as we we say goodbye to Wyatt. At at least for now, we're going to be bringing on some uh, some new people next week as we're going to be welcoming some of the hosts of the Quad Pro Quo podcast. And we're going to be talking about the 2019 film. Fuck, I'm blanking
2: wow wow i'm in
0: in ready or not the two wait let me try that again we're gonna be talking about the 2019 horror flick ready or not oh
2: that's a good one i'm very
0: excited about because i've never seen this It was directed by yeah you guys know right now
2: yeah it's always good to find out like (laughs) right before
0: right before you have a week (laughs) <laughs> they
2: the, 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 will never get here in time. What do I do? No, I'm just kidding. I'll just watch it on streaming service. I don't fucking care.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to be talking about Ready or Not. Right. I've never seen it, so it's another one either I haven't seen or, or I haven't seen in a very long time, so I love that, and I've heard great things about it. It was directed by the guys who just did Scream 5.
2: So. Was it? Did, didn't um, Dead Meat cover that a while back, didn't they?
0: Yeah, it's one that's got okay. Samara weaving
2: in it. Yeah, I yeah. think I know which one you're talking about. I've never interesting. seen
4: it, but she's in a wedding dress with a gun. I'm in.
2: Yeah. That's how it is yeah, all the yeah, time, man.
0: Awesome. I'm excited for this
2: one. That, that's her going to town. Where I mean, I'm
0: excited oh. about everything that we do here. So <laughs> I want to like put Wyatt down here.
2: Sorry, man. I know I'm. I'm hey. down for something different. I like seeing stuff I've not seen that I would normally, honestly, not watch. Like but if somebody's like, like I would never be like, yes, this is the one I want to see.
4: I mean, from uh, just from seeing the cover, I feel like I would love Fear and Loathing. But after watching it, I
0: love, I mean, the original cover for Fear and Loathing is great, but this fucking cover is awesome. Yeah, that's, that's more like the, the original book artwork, yeah, this is, kind of. Yeah, I love the design of that.
3: Okay, uh, yeah, I have cool. like the movie
2: edition of the book.
3: That's... Yeah
2: pretty yeah, this was, tasty. This was a fun ride, guys. It was now, a good time.
1: Where can people find you? Of course, yeah, everybody can find me at Cinema Trip Reviews on YouTube. Also go find, check me out on Twitter at Cinema Trip Reviews and pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts as well. Make sure to go leave us a, a good review over there. And I just want to thank uh, you guys for having me on here, man. I had a great time. Absolutely. You will, yeah, thank will you, definitely sir. be coming back uh, again,
0: no doubt. Um, all of Wyatt's links, all of Cinema Trip reviews links, will be down in the description or in the show notes. So you know if you can click whatever to to get to any of his shows or Twitter or all of that fun stuff. Uh, you can find us on the same places: Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're on all the streaming ser- uh podcast services on YouTube. We got the video. We got the video forms. Uh, if you want to watch, look at our lovely faces as we talk and uh all of dan and angela's stuff is down in the description as well i don't know why i'm pointing that way you guys are below me today you guys are down there
4: get below me get down there
2: <laughs> get out of the basement where you belong
4: so sad. <laughs> i think we're already
2: yeah. we are too so is he well no it's hard he's in his recording link i forgot carry
0: on yeah this is my mansion yeah, yeah i have <laughs> it's all, always always oh man this i can't believe that this is that we're Marking another achievement here, eighty episodes of this show. It's fucking insane that we've been doing it's it for crazy. that long. It's um, awesome. It's it's awesome to to be able to talk about movies with my friends and to meet amazing people like <gasps> Wyatt. I, oh, thanks. And Let's discover talk about you. you know discover other shows that do the same and all the support that you know we can show each other and everybody out there. Yeah, who listens to the show. We're all in it together. Absolutely. Yeah. This is this is a a fun time and I wouldn't change it for the world and i thank no. everybody for the support and the love and wyatt i thank you again for being here yeah, absolutely man thank you for having me pleasure and i'm excited to you know to hang out with you again in the future yeah we gotta talk about
1: matrix Reloaded, man at some oh point. yes i gotta come back <laughs>
0: to talk about the next
1: matrix <laughs> and i would like to have, i would like to have everybody on the show eventually too at some point i would have to you guys kind of figure out what movie you would want to talk about on on, on my show Shut invited. up,
0: guys! Because you act like, I never invite you on shows, okay? He's
2: like that mom and dad that always goes out and always leaves his fucking kids at home. He's like, they ain't coming with. It. Fuck them! They haven't earned it. Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> at least she was the one that brought it up, not me this time. I know
0: it's always going to be the joke. It's
4: always. Gonna I'm be just joke. picking
2: until we get on a show. Then I'm just going to do a count of how many more you have than us.
1: <laughs> i would like to have everybody on on the show here it's just a matter of uh getting all you all three of you to figure out what movie you would want to cover exactly. <laughs> that maybe you wouldn't cover normally on your show
0: that's a tough one that's a, that's a, that's a tough one yeah that yeah. is a tough. One. we've t- we've covered so many different movies on this show it's <laughs> i feel like we'd do anything
4: <laughs> we're pretty easy all right yeah, everybody same.
0: before we get on too long here Uh, I am your host, Brett Parker. That is Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. And that is Wyatt from Cinema Trip Reviews. This has been the Dissect That Film Podcast Episode 80. We'll see you all again next time.